listening to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. To Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. I'm your host, Lee Russell, and this is episode 48. Apologies that there was not an episode last month. Got too busy with things and just couldn't get around to finishing things off and getting this all together for you guys. So we just took a month off and we came back this month to pick up things. Um, quick note for people who give a damn about it uh our usual annual halloween show done by lee van teeth is not going to show up on the feed this year unfortunately the poor old wolf man is um coming down a bit ill in this age of covid uh he tried taking a strange silver based cure uh we advised him against it but he took it anyway thinking it was going to prevent covid and and now he's uh laid up with uh, a real bad case of the uh silver sickness i guess is the best way to put it and um yeah so he's not doing anything this month and i also know we promised a rock show from him that was supposed to be like monthly or maybe bi-monthly on the feed and I think eventually that's going to come, but we just got a little too ahead of ourselves and the whole COVID thing came down, so the workload was a little too much. So that's why that stuff kind of disappeared real quickly. Um, he's got one episode on the feed there, but uh, unfortunately, right around that time, things went to shit. So uh, apologies for that, but uh, we do try to put something out for you every month and we're back at it. So. This time out, we're going to be looking at my favorite British crime films, more specifically the scores and soundtracks from my favorite British crime films. Um, I could do, could have done a more comprehensive covering of the entire genre because it's a surprisingly large fucking genre. The Brits really love their crime films. Um, but man, way too much work, uh, at least for now. Maybe I'll come back with a second part or something like that somewhere down the road, but I just wanted to go through some of my favorite ones first, at the very least, and get these out on an episode for you guys. So we're starting off here with uh, three tracks. First, we're going to have It's Caper Time from The Italian Job from 1969. This is done by Quincy Jones. And I think the best way to sort of describe this entire score is... Acid Jazz would sort of be the term. Uh, very unique score. Uh, there's not really anything else that sort of sounds like it from this time period. Uh, and this is pretty good. And, of course, that's the Michael Caine uh, film. And uh, Benny Hill is in that film as well, uh, of all people. But it, it's, it is sort of a comedic crime action film. So there you go. Um, next up. Died, Dead, and Red from Performance from 1970. The soundtrack for Performance, and if you're not familiar with this film, it's the uh, Mick Jagger starring vehicle as uh, basically playing a version of himself that uh, gets mixed up with a local gangster who's on the run. And there's all these sort of 
dream sequences and psychedelic things going on, and there's some uh, themes of uh, changing your identity or finding your true identity. It's it's a very uh, interesting film, kind of. I don't think it was liked particularly well back when it first came out, but it, it is a very unique film and has gained a big cult following. Um, we have Jack Nietzsche here doing basically most of the score, and he would bring on other um, artists as well, and there are a few like actual bands and stuff that uh, put tracks on here. Like You would probably expect that the Rolling Stones would do the entire score for this thing, but this is right around the time that Jagger and Richards were really starting to not like each other, and uh, there was the little uh, spat between... Um, Jagger and Richards over Anita Pollenberg, who stars in this film with uh, Mick Jagger, and it's been rumored that the sex scenes were a little too real, and that uh, the uh, boyfriend of Anita Pollenberg at this point, Keith Richards, was not too happy about that. So there was definitely a lot of uh, shit going on behind the scenes here. But uh, yeah, Died Dead and Red from Performance. Uh, Jack Nietzsche does the music. We have Buffy St. Marie on the mouth bow, or the musical bow, which is a South African instrument instrument that's shaped like a bow and arrow, basically. But um, you put it to your mouth, and you pluck the string, and you can make some interesting sounds. Um, and then we move on to the uh, Hashinian from performance and this is done by Ry Cooter and again we have Buffy St. Marie on this doing some sort of instrumentation so uh, there you go uh, we're going to play those and we're going to come back with more music
right, now we're back and we're going to look at four tracks here that's probably going to take us into our break for the first half of the show and come back with the second half. Uh, first off, we're going to be looking at an excerpt. Uh, I couldn't find the actual title of the track for this. Uh, did a little bit of digging, but not a lot. Um, and the soundtrack seems to be very hard to find. But uh, this is an excerpt from Villain from 1971 by Jonathan Hodge. And this is a Richard Burton starring film as Richard Burton playing a sort of tough, no-nonsense gangster, very sadistic. Um, I think this film's kind of noted for having some bisexual themes in it that were, you know, just not the thing you'd usually see in a British gangster film around 1971, I guess. Uh, so there you go. From there, we're going to move to Getting Nowhere in a Hurry from Git Carter. Of course, the Michael Caine classic as the hitman who's come back to his hometown for revenge after his brother is killed. Uh, this is by Roy Budd, and it's good. Um, I've played stuff from the Git Carter score before on previous episodes, and it's an all-time classic score. Then we're going to move on to the main theme from a movie you got to see if you've not seen it. This is Sitting Target from 1972. Uh, this is by Stanley Myers, and this is an Oliver Reed vehicle where he is also playing a tough, no-nonsense, just bulldozer of a criminal who gets out of, breaks out of jail, basically, when he learns that his wife has been uh, cheating on him. And he will stop at nothing to try and find her and kill her. He's a very unlikable person, but... At the same time, you kind of root for him because just the determination he has to, to get back at his wife for uh, betraying him, basically, in his mind, anyway. Um, but uh, it does take some neat turns at the end, and uh, it's a great film. It's just Oliver Reed firing at all cylinders at this point in his career, so it's good stuff. And then we're going to end off this first half of the show with No Respectable Gentleman from the first Great Train Robbery from 1978. And this is Jerry Goldsmith doing the score here. Um, I don't want to, you know, damn with faint praise here, but, you know, it, it's a typical kind of Jerry Goldsmith-ish score. Um, very professional, very good. A lot of it doesn't stand out necessarily, but I thought this track's pretty decent. And the film itself is real fun. Uh, this is directed by Michael Crichton. Screenplay written by Michael Crichton based on his novel about the Great Gold Robbery of 1855. And of course there's some details changed for dramatic purposes and to make the film a bit more lighthearted and fun as opposed to what happened in real life. But... Um, yeah, it, it's got Sean Connery, it's got uh, Donald Sutherland in the lead roles, and they play off each other really well. It's really fun. Um, yeah, we're going to check these out. We're going to have a quick commercial break with some podcast promos, what have you, and we're going to come back for the second half of the show.
ungodly warlock. Hello there. My name is Matt, and I'm a humble court bailiff in a courtroom designed to bring musical justice to all. Each week, we have a podcast with a judge and a jury, and we determine whether a song is guilty, not guilty, or not guilty by reasons of insanity. You know, something like, uh... Or maybe it's a cover of Tom Petty. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. Just look for songs on trial, please. Okay, I love you. Make good choices. This is Michael Caine, award-winning film actor you may know from such cinematic achievements as A Muppet's Christmas Carol and Jaws for The Revenge, where I played a character named after a fucking sandwich. I approve of the following promotional message. Do you like movies? Well, of course you do, you silly twit. You're listening to a movie podcast right now. Do you like podcasts about movies? I mean, if you're listening to this, your life is empty and without direction. So of course you do. Why not continue the spiral downwards with They must be destroyed on sight! Yet another semi-regular podcast about film that will occupy some of that empty space in your soul. We cover every genre, but focus on a lot of obscure and cult films with a leaning towards exploitation. If you want a podcast that's going to talk about a silent film from the 1920s one week and a sleazy biker film from the 1960s the next and then back to something like singing in the rain the next episode they must be destroyed on sight maybe for you so tune in and join regular hosts lee russell daniel hopper paul romali and lee hardy as well as the odd guest hosts at tmbdos.podbean.com thank you drive through ungodly warlock all right second half of the show and we're back we have a classic from 1980 probably my favorite crime film if you ask me on any given day um definitely my favorite british crime film and this is the long good friday from 1980 with bob hoskins and helen murin uh pierce brosnan shows up at one point in a bit part and we're going to look at the main title and the scene is set from The Long Good Friday by uh, Francis Monkman. And, yeah, this is a great film about a British gangster played by Bob Hoskins who has basically the worst couple days of his life or whatever. He's trying to make this big deal with the American mafia and go legit and, and makes basically just increase his wealth and, and get bigger and... Uh, sort of solidify his empire uh, outside of just being the British crime lord and uh, everything goes wrong he pisses off the wrong people and he gets fucked with and the scene where he realizes that he's dead and that he got played and fucked with and he just sort of calmly starts to accept it begrudgingly starts to accept it I guess and then kind of realizes it and it's all just a performance on his face and it's fucking just magnificent i love that film so much uh and the score is a fucking banger um from there we're gonna look at the hit from the hit from 1984 and uh 
This is done by Roger Waters and Eric Clapton, sort of providing this track on here. Um, and this is a film with Terrence Stamp playing a uh, basically a British criminal who snitches on his uh, buddies and is sort of living in exile in Spain. And some of his crime buddies decide, well, we're going to go find his ass. And so they send John Hurt and Tim Roth as two hitmen to go and grab him and bring him to France, I guess, where he can be uh, properly uh, sorted out by his former criminal associates. And Terrence Stamp puts on this sort of air of... uh, he's totally zen with it and he's not afraid to die and all this other shit and slowly it unravels as he takes his journey through Spain where everything that could go wrong goes wrong uh really good film but it is a slow burn though um so be warned (laughs) then we're gonna come back with some uh, more music right after this
of the show after I'm done talking here. I still have a few tracks to give you guys before the show is over. We're going to look at three tracks from the soundtrack to Sexy Beast from 2000. This has Ben Kingsley and Ray Winstone in it, and Ian McShane, and all kinds of other uh, notable British actors. And this one is, of course, the one where Ben Kingsley plays the anti-Gandhi, basically, (laughs) uh, putting on a just tour de force performance here as a just 
one of these hard-nosed British fucking thugs who just cannot be reasoned with at all. Uh, he's determined to, to sort of uh, accomplish the task that's set out for him by Ian McShane as a crime boss who needs Ray Winstone to come back for one last job. And Ray Winstone like a lot of other British criminals, at least back in the day, is living in Spain, retired, and enjoying life. So uh, it's very upsetting when all of a sudden all that is uh, turned over its, on its head by uh, Ben Kingsley coming into town. Um, but yeah, we're going to have uh, Daddy Rolling Stone from Derek Martin. We're going to have Peaches from The Stranglers, the uh, great pub rock, punk rock British group. And then we're going to have Lujon, from Henry Mancini. And then after that, we're going to go to something that we couldn't avoid. Uh, we got Snatch from 2000, and we definitely had to do a track from Snatch. I mean, Snatch is a great film. Probably my favorite Guy Ritchie film as far as his crime films go. And uh, we're going to look at another Stranglers track here. We're going to look at Golden Brown. And then we're going to finish off with... I think a pretty strong choice here. Uh, this is from the film Harry Brown from 2009. Of course, Michael Caine is an old man being a vigilante. It's kind of Michael Caine's death wish, I guess. Uh, this is Drugs Den from Peter Tong and Paul Rogers. And I guess both of these guys are basically like DJs and music producers, and they do a lot of like mix albums and shit like that. Uh, I'm not particularly familiar with them. I know... Uh, Peter Tong, at the very least, is associated with uh, Paul Oakenfold and Boy George and does a lot of stuff with them. So, um, but yeah, I, I kind of really like the soundtrack for Harry Brown. And this is, uh, I think this plays when he goes into the lair of the thugs he's trying to take out or whatever. And um, I kind of like it. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed the show, guys. Uh, like I said, no Wolfman next month. But we're probably going to do something, at least on this show, uh, horror-related. So uh, just stay tuned for that. And uh, until then, take care. And we'll see you again when we see you. Bye-bye.
in that bottle of yours. Spread all over my peeling skin, baby. That feels real good. All the skirts laughing up the sun. Laugh me up. Why don't you come on and laugh me up? Looking at the pictures. Well, they got another one just lying down on the sand dunes. I better go take a swim and see if I can cool down a little bit. 'Cause you and me, woman, we got a lot of things on our minds. You know what I mean? Walking on the beaches, looking at the pictures. Well, what a bummer! I can think of a lot worse places to be, like down in the streets, or down in the sewer, or even on the end of a skewer.
picture like sun Lays me down with my mind She runs throughout the night No need to fight Never a frown with golden brown Every time just like the last On her ship tied to the mast Two distant lands Takes both my hands Never a frown with golden brown Golden brown, fine attemptress Through the ages she's heading west From far away, stays for a day Never a frown with golden brown
you for listening to Blood on the Tracks. For further episodes of this podcast or our other podcasts, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. 